Hey there, Story Pirates podcast listeners. Lee here. Today's episode's really quite good. We've got cheese dust, princes, magicians, complex math equations, and a very special guest, the wonderful singer and actor Rivka Reyes. All of that and more after these quick words for the grown-ups. Hey, grown-ups! We are so incredibly grateful to you for listening to Story Pirates. Season 6 was really, really fun to make, and we're so excited for Season 7 right around the corner. To help us make the Story Pirates podcast the best it can be, we've created a short survey for our listeners, and we'd really, really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes to fill it out. You'll be able to tell us what you like about the Story Pirates podcast and what you'd like to see us do in the future. To fill it out, just go to realm.fm slash kids. That's realm, spelled R-E-A-L-M, dot F-M slash kids. And as a thank you, everyone who fills it out can enter to win a prize pack from a whole bunch of different kids' podcasts, including Story Pirates! pretty cool. Again, that website is realm.fm slash kids. Thank you. Now back to the show. Hey, grown-ups! If you're a fan of comedy, there's a brand new podcast from our friend Justin Bartha that I wanted to tell you about. You may remember Justin from episode seven this season. He's the treasure hunter at the Met. And as you heard, a seriously funny actor. Justin's show is called King of the Egg Cream. And in addition to Justin, it has just the most incredible cast. Again, this show's just for grown-ups and probably older kids. Grown-ups, you can take a listen yourself and see what you think. But if you're a fan of hilarious stuff and well-told stories, you will probably like King of the Egg Cream. Here's a taste. This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. Hmm, that's not it. (laughs) No. This equation is impossible. I've been staring at this whiteboard for hours, Lufa. It's just not making any sense. It's called the cheese light paradox. It's stumped even the universe's greatest minds for decades. But I know that I'll be the one to finally solve it. Oh, maybe you're right. A break could be helpful. Care to join me for a cup of tea? <laughs> oh, Lupa, what would I do without your witty comic rolling? Mmm, I love eating my cheesos, but they sure do leave a lot of cheese on my fingers. If only I had a napkin to wipe them off on. Aha! A whiteboard! The thinking man's napkin. There we go. Clean fingers. Uh-oh. I think I erased some of Mimini's numbers. I'll just quickly fill them back in. An equal sign here, and a little squiggly, and a hat, and a bunny, and a pretty flower. Huh, that doesn't make sense. This should be a nine, not a six. There we go. Numbers are weird. (laughs) 
Now to leave as if I were never here. Oh, Jesus. Okay, back to the unsolvable cheese light paradox. But first, I'll close my eyes as I take a good long sip of tea. It's covered in cheese dust! My equation! The one I've worked on tirelessly for years! It's... it's... soft? We were just bored and said, hey, why don't we write a story? I have a huge imagination. If you only use your eyes, then you'll see less stuff. Friends are friends. They're not supposed to be mean. We inspire each other. And the world will never be the same. The Story Pirates. Welcome back to the Story Pirates podcast, everyone. Where we take stories written by kids and turn them into sketch comedy and songs. Who did this? Nimini, did you kick down a door? Yes, I can be dramatic too. Bravo! I'm sorry about the door, though. I can fix it. Maravilloso. And while you do that, should we do a story? That's a good idea. Okay, listeners. Have you ever had something about yourself that you really wanted to share with friends or family, but maybe were a little scared to do it? If so, I think you're going to understand what's going on with the main character in this first story, played by today's special guest, Riv Correas. Here's the author to introduce it. Hi, I'm Ella. I'm 10 and a half years old. I live in Sweden. This is my story, The Princess. I've got a secret, my darkest and deepest. Only my parents know. I don't feel like a princess. I don't like wearing dresses. Nothing against other princesses. I wish I had the courage to decree that I'm a prince. It's all I want to be. Tonight's the night to sleep over with my five friends. Hey, Claire Bear. Hey, Rowan. Hey, Maya. Katie. Hey, Rosalie. Some future queen. We shared popcorn and chips and candy. Mm. <laughs> we watched Twilight. Who ate my Sour Patch Kids? And then we watched it. for a completely unrelated reason to secrets. I've got a secret, my darkest and deepest. Only my parents know I don't feel like a princess. I don't like wearing dresses, nothing against other princesses. I wish I had the courage to decree that I'm a prince. It's all I want to be. I've been too scared of people being mean When I go out into the world with 
with my new prince identity If I don't do this now Nutritional source in and out of the wilderness. <laughs> and Katie's still afraid of clowns. <laughs> Rainbow hair. Ooh, even just saying clowns. Sorry. <gasps> polka dot outfits. Flower that squirts. Anyway, <laughs> Ron and Riley were actually born in East Bend, not Westbrook. Uh, the county oh, line was across the street. the street. And I, I never floss. I just rip off little strips and I throw them away before bed. <laughs> Your turn, Rosalie. All right, deep breath. <sighs> I've got a secret. Darkest and deepest Only my parents know I don't feel like a princess anymore I used to be way too scared And I'm still a little scared But now I've got courage to decree That I'm a prince It's what I'm gonna be Hi, is this Ella? Yes. Hi, Ella. It's Lee from Story Pirates. Hi. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Me too. Can you tell people where you live? I live in Sweden. And have you lived there your whole life? One time when I was eight, we actually moved to New York and lived there a year, but now I'm back in Sweden. So, Ella, you wrote The Princess. Yeah. Is that the right way to say it? Yeah. Prince is in Princess, so I did the Princess. So how did you come up with the idea for your story? In the school, we were supposed to write a diary, and I based it on dork diaries. And then there was a girl who didn't like dresses. And then I came up with that story. So I did a person who was trans. In your story, when Frederick tells his friends about his new gender identity, I noticed that all the friends were really supportive. Was that something that you did on purpose? Yes, because I thought friends are friends. They're not supposed to be mean because then they're not friends. And I thought they were supposed to be supportive. And obviously they must have a bit of a shock. But I think they've already noticed a bit before that she doesn't like her gender. And then they thought someday she's going to tell us. And then it didn't come as big as a shock that she told that she wanted to be a boy. Yeah, like they could tell something was up and maybe they gave him the space to tell them when he was ready. Yeah. What would you say if you had a friend who came up to you and said, Ella, I need to tell you something, and they shared something so important like this? I think if someone told me that, I would probably be like Rosalie's friend, like, say, good that you told us. 
And why do you think it's important that we say things and share things about ourselves with others? Like, why not just keep all that stuff inside? Because I think sometimes keeping too much stuff inside is, I guess, heavy. It's like a big bag of brick. It gets harder and harder. You have to lie. And after a while, white lie becomes a very big lie. And it's very hard to get the truth out. Mm -hmm. So it's just better if you early on tell somebody. How do you think that Frederick's life is different after the story ends? I haven't really thought about that because usually when I finish stories, I feel like I finish the whole story of the life and everything. But I think that Frederick's life will turn out happier, easier. Ella, you're amazing. Thank you so much for such an incredible interview today. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Doors better. Great. Now, Nimini, tell us why you kicked it down in the first place. Well, I was working on an impossible equation called the cheese light paradox, but when I got back, it was solved. (gasps) Maybe a ghost solved it. Not everything is caused by ghosts, Megan. Uh, most things are. Even if it was a ghost, it would take a genius even smarter than me to figure it out. Whoa, what kind of genius could possibly be responsible? Whoops! Sorry, I broke the door. I hope nobody just finished fixing it. Peter, are you okay? I wish I could say I was. But alas, I've run out of Cheezos, my beloved cheese snack that leaves cheese dust all over my fingers. Wait a minute. Cheese dust? Peter, did you wipe your fingers on my whiteboard? Who told you? What? Never. Maybe. Only a little. But I put all the numbers back. Well, most of them. I might have made some up. Don't be mad at me. I can't believe it. Your cheesy fingers, along with your disregard for personal space and property, have solved the cheese light paradox. I did? Woohoo! <laughs> I'm sorry, what did I solve? You solved Nimini's unsolvable equation. The one that only a genius would be able to solve. Wow, I guess that makes me a genius. I always knew you were a savant. It's the glasses. Definitely the glasses. Hold on. This was a complete accident. (laughs) That hardly qualifies Peter as a genius. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Whoa, the hallway door is missing. You know, that thing was always getting in my way. Whoever knocked this door down is a genius. Peter did that. Nimini says he is a genius now. No, I never... Wow, congrats, Peter. I always knew you had it in you. Thanks. The secret was that I always had it in me. Sure, I'll have a cheese These are pretty good. Worry not, everyone, for I, Peter the Genius, will solve all your most pressing proverbs. Mm, you mean problems. Mm-hmm. Those two. Uh, it's okay, Lufa. This will all blow over eventually. Hey, Peter, my phone's been making this weird sound. Also, it's shocking me. Can you fix it? Of course, Rachel. Peter the Genius at your service. <laughs> Wow, I never thought of stomping on my phone into a million pieces, but that weird sound has definitely stopped, (laughs) and my burns are healing. Thanks! Oh, hey, Nimini. Mm. Eating some snacks? Snacks are good. Snacks are good. (laughs) Classic Nimini. Always eating snacks. Okay, see you later. 
Peter, I hear you're a genius. Can you help me fix the crack in my soup bowl? I'm afraid all the soup will leak out. Worry not, Rolo, for I will solve this problem with my genius brain. <laughs> wow! I never would have thought of eating the whole bowl. Now there's no crack, and the soup is all safe. All in a day's work for this genius. Oh, hi, Nimini. What you up to? Classic Nimini, always burping. Okay, see you later. Peter, can you help me out with my shampoo? With my genius, I'm sure I can handle it, Eric. What's the issue? Well, you know how my dreadlocks can't handle shampoos with sulfates? I hate sulfates. You know that. I mention it a lot. I, I do know about the sulfates. Anyway, I accidentally bought a shampoo full of sulfates. Can you get the sulfates out of the shampoo somehow? Of course. I'll just use the power of genius. There you are, Eric. Wow, a sulfate-free shampoo. And all thanks to your genius stomping. Thanks, Peter. Oh, hey, Nimini. How's it going? <laughs> Classic Nimini. Always napping at perfectly timed moments. Okay, see you later. Hey, Nimini. My jar of pickles is encrypted with some sort of weird computerized lock. Could you help me open it? I don't know, baby with a mustache. Why don't you ask Peter? Huh? Why would I ask Peter? His solution is always to eat things or to stomp on them. I'll admit the stomping is new and shows a little character growth, I guess. But I need a genius to solve my problem. Haven't you heard? Peter's the genius around here now. I'm just the girl who eats snacks, burps, and falls asleep. That's my thing now. My identity. I've accepted it, so you may as well too. Um, okay. If you say so. Hey, Peter, can you help me out with this jar of pickles? There's a weird computerized lock on it. And Never fear, baby with a mustache, or Bwam for short. <laughs> a genius is here. Wait, don't smash them on the ship's controls. Problem solved. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just replaying back that in my head. Did you say don't smash? Yes. What's going on? Why is the ship rumbling? Why are there pickles all over the place? Peter smashed my jar of pickles on the ship's controls. There's no way for us to steer unless we fix them. And it looks like we're headed straight towards that pool of lava. Hooray. Eric. Oh, I mean, oh no, we're afraid of lava, right? What are we going to do? There's only one person on the ship who can save us. The real genius, Nimini. She's right over there. Asleep in a recliner? Classic Nimini. We'll be right back. Hey, grown-ups! This next message is for you. Shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. One thing about me is that I love animals. I am not a dog or a cat person. I am both a dog and a cat person. And honestly, I don't want to brag, but animals love me too. If I'm visiting friends or family and they have a pet, there's a pretty good chance that I'll spend more time with the pet than whoever it is I came to see. So it is a huge bummer that I also happen to have really bad allergies around dogs and cats. I start sneezing, my eyes water, and I even sometimes have trouble breathing. 
Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. And guess what? Just the other day, I went to visit my dog friend, Opie, and I made sure that I took a Claritin D ahead of time, and my allergies were totally under control. We were able to run and play and wrestle, and I nuzzled him and everything. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by Carnegie Hall Kids. Carnegie Hall Kids is a free website for children ages 5 through 12 to learn about music through fun games and quizzes, igniting imagination in children, offering activities that encourage musical curiosity, and developing knowledge of musical concepts. To find all of the fun, child-friendly games and quizzes, just go to, uh... J- just go to... Jeez, uh, I can't remember. Hey, Peter! Hey, Lee! Peter, do you know how to get to Carnegie Hall, kids? I sure do. Practice, practice, practice. No, no, no. That's the old joke about Carnegie Hall. I'm wondering if you know how to get to Carnegie Hall, kids. Kids can practice too, Lee. Jeez. I know kids can practice. I'm just wondering how to find Carnegie Hall, kids. It's on 7th Ave between 56th and 57th Street. No, Peter, not the physical Carnegie Hall. I'm talking talking about the website Carnegie Hall Kids, where kids can check out fun musical games and quizzes. I'm not sure I follow. Well, there's one quiz called Animal or Instrument. Ooh, good question. I think you either sound like a crow or a trumpet. No, not me. Animal or Instrument is a quiz that asks kids to listen to sounds and then guess how they're made. Sounds okay. I'd rather learn about different musical traditions from different cultures, though. You can do that at Carnegie Hall Kids, too. I just need to know how to get there. You're going to want to take the NQ or R train to 57th Street. You can't miss it. It's a website! I can make an elephant sound! (sighs) Very good, Peter. (laughs) Thank you. Start your child's musical journey today at kids.carnegiehall.org. Hey, you figured it out! That's kids.carnegiehall.org. Nimini, wake up! It's no use! She's fast asleep and nothing's working! Wait, Peter! She's acting exactly like you! What would you do to wake yourself up? Hmm. Well, I'd never say no to a fresh bag of snacks. I'll just open up a bag of Cheezos and... Mmm, Cheezos. Nimini! What's going on? We're headed straight towards a pool of lava. You have to fix the controls so we can get out of the way. Or build us suits to play around in it. Eric, no! Fine, fine. Another day. Are you sure you want me to fix it? (laughs) I thought Peter was your new genius. Being a genius is too much pressure for me. There's too much responsibility. Everyone's always asking me to do things, but really, I don't want to do those things. I want to do other things. I guess eating snacks all the time isn't all it's cracked up to be either. 
I'm always feeling full and sleepy and really gassy, too. <laughs> that never goes away. You know what, though? I'm glad I got to see things from your perspective. I... <gasps> That's it! What's it? That's the answer to the cheese light paradox. I was always approaching things from one perspective. That's why it was so difficult for me to understand. But your cheesy approach unlocked the missing piece. The only way to understand the cheese light paradox is to not understand it. I don't understand, <gasps> which means I do understand. I think. I don't really understand. Exactly. Multiple perspectives for the win. High five. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> friends, this is a great life lesson you're learning, but we're still careening towards the pit of lava. <gasps> right, 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 right. Let's fix the controls. Peter, hand me the wrench. Here's a spatula. And that screwdriver? Here's a cantaloupe. Wow, they're really understanding each other, probably. And done. Peter, would you care to push the button? I would be happy to push this button, swerving our ship out of the way and avoiding certain doom. Here I go. Whoops, <laughs> I missed. Don't worry, we still have a few more seconds. So let me just stretch this finger before- Push the button! Push the button! Push the button. Push the button. Okay. That was close. Now everyone can help me pick up all these pickles. Um, and up a little or we could do another story instead. Yeah! No pickle pickup help though, huh? And here to introduce it is the author. Hi, my name is Oscar and I'm six years old and I live in California. And this is my story, The Magician's Accident. Welcome back to Jerry's The Magic Show. And now the moment you've all been waiting for. It's Jerry. Oh boy, oh boy. I love watching Jerry's The Magic Show. It's the best thing on TV. I am Jerry. I am the best magician in the world. Don't believe me? Then explain this. Wow, he just made a rabbit disappear. As part of his national tour, tomorrow Jerry the Magician is going to put on a live magic show in the town of... Union City at the Crystal Theater. At the magical time of... 3 p.m. Street parking is... Available. What? That's so close! Oh, I've gotta go! Grab your tickets now and see what Jerry means when he says... You, you may, may not, not believe, believe in magic, magic but, but magic, magic believes in you! you. Macklin? Honey, please turn the TV off now. You've been watching for an hour. Mom, can you please sign up for the magic show? Well, seeing as how you're wearing your magician's cape and holding a deck of Jerry the Magician cards and you're the biggest Jerry fan I know, how could I say no? Yes! Do you think Jerry will sign this rare box of Jerry the Magician flash caps? I've got this theory that when Jerry signs them, it'll make them more magical. You'll find out tomorrow. Gee whiz! All right, Jerry the Magician. You got half an audience of people out there. Time to put on a great show. In the 20 years you've been my manager, don't I always, Mort? Yeah, but you've been slipping lately, Jerry. It's like you got smaller. Me smaller? You mean my venues got smaller. I used to play for the big time. Duluth, Boise, Kansas City, Kansas. Now look where you booked me. Now some producers are watching today. It can help turn things around if it goes well. Hmm. Maybe I should try that thing I've been working on. No, Jerry, it's too dangerous. I won't stand for it. When it comes to standing, the only thing you seem to do is stand in my way. 
Ladies and gentlemen, women and boys, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Get out there and give us a show to remember. <laughs> Be careful what you ask for, Mort. And now, please welcome to the stage, Jerry the, the Magic Can. I am Jerry the Magician. Oh, right. And I am the best magician in the world. Don't believe me? Then explain this. Did you see that? Jerry made a rabbit disappear. Boo. Mom, why are they booing Jerry? He's the greatest magician ever. All right. All right. All right, Jerry, it's now or never. Can I get a volunteer from the audience? Us, us. <laughs> okay. Now please tell the audience who you are. I'm Macklin, and this is my mom. Hello, my name is... Swell. And now it's time for the best magic ever. It's time for... Time travel. Oh, yay! Jerry, <laughs> it's too dangerous. Macklin, Macklin's mom, take my hands. Oh, okay. There okay. we are. <laughs> All right, everybody. Here we go. go! Jerry, you goodness, Macklin, are you okay? Mom, look! There are giant trees and tall grass. Where are we, Jerry? Not where. When. What? No, I said when. Time travel, I took us back in time. Judging by the surroundings, I'd say we're right where I wanted to go. 1904. I see dinosaurs. 1906? Should we worry about them? Nah, they're fine. But I would worry about that giant, one-eyed, winged, four-footed, lion's head monster with a scorpion tail flying straight towards us. What? <laughs> Look out, Jerry! <laughs> the monster picked Jerry up and carried him away. How are we going to get back to our own time now? Mom, don't worry. It's Jerry the Magician. He'll be fine. Jerry always says, you may not believe in magic, but magic believes in you. Oh, well, I guess our best bet is to try and find Jerry. The monster flew that way. Let's follow it. Yeah! <sighs> Macklin, let's rest up against this tall tree. We've been walking for hours. All right, Ma. Why don't you hang your cape up over that bush over there? It's a bit, um, sweaty. Sure. Hey, Mom, pick a card, any card. Macklin, magic won't help us. Pick a card, Mom. Fine, here. Now, I'll deduce that it's a... It's the Joker. And wouldn't you know it, it looks just like that Joker of a magician that got us into this mess. Hey, keep it quiet down there. I'm trying to sleep. Jerry? Yeah? It, it's us, Macklin and my mom. From the Union City show? Yes. Oh, are you kidding me? Oh, right. All right, let me climb down. Now, that monster thing put me in this nest and then flew away. It's kind of cozy, to be honest. Give me a minute. I'll see. Oh, oh who made this tree so... Step back, I'm going to leap down. <laughs> Ta-da! Jerry, we found you. It's like magic. If you believe in that sort of thing. Jerry... Uh, I wanted to ask you before I forget, will you sign my Jerry the Magician flash powder cap? Well, would you look at that? I haven't seen these in a long time. These are from a simpler time, when the world wasn't so hard to impress. 
I still think you're swell, Jerry the Magician. I'm no magician. I recklessly used my time travel trick to impress everyone, and all I did was land us in danger. And this morning, I thought the worst place to be was the half-empty Crystal Theater. I saw it as being half full. Ah, oh, you would, kid. You would. Macklin, grab your cape and let's try to go home. All right, Mom. And just how do you propose to do that, lady? Well, you got us here. Now you've got to get us back. I'm a nincompoop. A flop. If I try to get us back to our own time, I'd mess up and send us even further back, say, to 1902. We ought to just stay here and start over with new lives. Oh, Jerry, that's no good. I know, I'm the worst. No, that's not what I meant. I... Mom! The monster! It's back and it's hovering over Macklin. Mom, I'm scared. Jerry, please help her. She's never stopped believing in you. When will you start believing in yourself? I told you, I can't. She's had those flash powder caps for years waiting for you to sign them because she thought you'd give them special powers. <laughs> Do you understand what it takes for a child to hold back their joy even for a moment? Do you remember what joy feels like, Jerry? <sighs> it feels like magic. Mom, hurry! It's getting closer! Hey! Hey, look over here, you ugly beast! I am Jerry! And I am the best magician in the world! Oh, oh, you don't believe me? Well then explain this! Ha! Ha! Oh, yeah. She's using the flash powder caplets to distract the monster! Jerry hit the monster in the eyes! Quick! Well, it's blinded! Grab hands! Take us back, Jerry! Time to go! Forward in time! We're back outside the Crystal Theater! You oh, did it, Jerry! Thank goodness. Oh, I can't believe it worked. Well, it's dark. Now, I said I'd get Macklin back, but I didn't promise it'd be before bedtime. <laughs> well, I just hope our meter hasn't expired. Oh, 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 oh Macklin's mom. mom. You really are. Well, Jerry, thanks for a magical night. Oh, Macklin, thank you. You helped me to see I still have a few tricks left up my sleeve. I'm sorry I put us in such danger, and I'm sorry I used up your Jerry the Magician flash caps. How about I bring you a new set next week? <gasps> That'd be fine. Just fine. Oh, look, there's a taxi headed this way. A taxi! Now, you two get home and have a good night. I'll have my manager, Morty, reach out tomorrow. Hi, oh, Jerry. Oh. Good night, Good night, Jerry. you two. Good night. Where to, bub? The Anderson Hotel over off West Avenue. The Anderson? That hasn't been open since 2305. Oof, not again. <laughs> the end? And now, it's time for Story Pirates Roll Call. First up, shout out to Leilani, an 11-year-old from Iowa who wrote Magic Sinkhole in the Kitchen, which I love because it feels super original for there to be a magical story about something like a sinkhole. Great job, Leilani! And speaking of original, next we have Henry, a nine-year-old from Utah who wrote Why is the Book So Quiet?, which is a five-part series about a kid who really wants to know why the book is so quiet. 
It's such a cool idea for a story, Henry, because it begs the question, what would the book say if it wasn't quiet? I need to know! Next up, shout out to Poe, a six-year-old from New Hampshire who wrote The Pickle-Making Machine. And I'm guessing from this story that Poe really likes pickles because the story is about a pickle named Pickle who loves pickled pig hooves and then turns the whole world into a pickle. And then there's some lava in there for good measure, but it's mostly all about pickles. Great job, Poe. Finally, a shout out to Evie, a 10-year-old from the UK who wrote the story Party on the Moon. Now there's a lot that I love about this story, but my favorite detail are the names of all the different members of a band called The Flies, which is a musical band of bumblebees. The band members are John, the lead stinger, Joe, the keyboard bee, Jehoshaphat, the DJ, and Babatha, the bee who thinks a bottle of mayo is a bee-tar. Incredible! And one more thing, Evie, the author of this story, is a proud Irish speaker, and she goes to a school where they only speak Irish. So she asked me if it would be possible to say hello to her classmates and friends in Irish. Now I'm going to do my best, but I've never spoken Irish before. The name of the school is Bunskobana Borka, and what Evie wants to say to her classmates in Irish is Chiadiv Tashiv Nakarja Isfar. That means in Irish, hello everyone, you are the best friends. <laughs> okay, I did it. Woo! To read all of today's roll call stories, head to storypirates.com slash podcast. And now, it's time for you to write us a story. And if you don't know what to write, here's a story spark from Ella, the author of The Princess. Kids, write us a story from the perspective of someone or something that's not yourself. For example, maybe you can write a story about a baby's perspective of their first birthday. Or write the perspective of a phone. What's it like for people to write and talk on you all day? That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening, and a big thanks to today's authors, Ella and Oscar. Grown-ups can submit kids' stories and story sparks at storypirates.com. And remember, every single story we receive gets some love. Some story love. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, stay creative and stay kind. Bye! The Story Pirates podcast is a production of Story Pirates Studios. Executive produced by Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. This episode was produced by Sam Baer, Mike Cavallon, Minzwi Karami, Mahela Lawrence, Peter McNerney, Andrew Miller, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Rachel Winitsky, and Nimini Ware. Our theme song was written by Bobby Lord and produced by Brendan O'Grady. Roll call theme by Andrew Barbado. Musical scoring by Jack Mitchell. Our head writers are Rachel Winitsky and Minzui Karami. Staff writers are Mike Cavallon, Mahela Lawrence, and Alexis Simpson. And contributing writers are Peter McNerney, Megan O'Neill, and Lee Overtree. Special guest, Rivka Reyes. This episode features performances by Eric Austin, Reed Bryce, Alec Brown, Sasha Diamond, 
Chris Ferry, Lindsay Ford, Petey Gibson, Sawyer Greenberg, Peter McNerney, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Justin Phillips, Peter Russo, Rue Hatas-Limi, Maddie Wager, Rachel Winitsky, Nimini Ware, and Matt Sembrano. The Princess was written and produced by Eric Shackney. Special thanks to Petey Gibson. Hi, everyone. It's me, Lee, from the Story Pirates. We've had a lot of fun today, but cheese dust is no laughing matter. It's almost impossible to eat any cheese snack without getting at least a little bit of cheese dust on your fingers. That's why it's important to follow what I call Lee's Cheese Dust Reduction Tips. Tip number one, always carry a pair of white gloves in your back pocket to be used specifically for messy snacking. In between snacks, make sure to wash the cheese dust off your cheese gloves in a cold water cycle. Tip number two, try to use just two fingers when grabbing your cheese snacks. I use my thumb and pointer finger, but you could use any two fingers you like. Tip number three, if all else fails, have a friend feed you your cheese snacks. But don't forget to share. Hey, Peter, pass me the cheese-os. Oh, what's that? Oh, um, we're all out, actually. Yeah, I have no idea what happened to him. Uh, sounds like a mystery for another day. Until then, enjoy your cheese snacks. And remember, always say cheese and thank you. <laughs> yes!